that's the way that I like to think about it, right? You, you can have a Ferrari and you can have a great offer, but if your messaging is off, nobody's going to take it. You, you haven't built any trust there. I don't know how to take you on your word. Hello and welcome to Million Dollar Memos. I'm your host, Peter Visser, and you have just entered the weirdest marketing podcast on the internet because we'll be exploring how we use these simple 325-word daily memos to generate over $2 million per year in sales and blow up high-ticket calendars for our clients without using scarcity funnels or anything tricky or weird. I'll be joined from time to time by other founding members like Linus Rylander, Frankie Frenner, and Zach Van Nickark, aka The Memo Men. Let's go. I want to test something out today. As you see, I got my Apple pen, so I'm going to test out sharing my screen and sharing something on the iPad and drawing on it. You know how Zach did, and I just thought that was really cool. And I wanted to talk about, basically, we've gotten some sick-ass results. So there's this campaign we're running right now where we've gotten 150 people go through in about 12 hours to kind of find out more about our high-ticket program. And we sold it for the first time for $20,000, and $24,000. There were two sales that have come through, like this huge amount. We've not made a sale that big in the past. And basically, this product, whereas the highest ticket product we had a year ago was 7500 bucks, and now it's $24,000. So how do we go through that process? And also, I wanted to talk about exactly the levers in a business that you could push in order to make more money. Because there's really only three ways to make money in a business, or three levers that you could, that you could adjust and then basically, if you adjust them correctly, you can, you, can, you can double, triple, or even 10x your business. So what I want to do is I'm going to share my screen. Yeah, I got it. It's cooler, cooler than Zach. I would, like personally, that's what I would say. I'd say it's cooler than Zach. It can be just as cool as Zach. Just because it's me, you know. And uh, I, I, I can't be cooler than Zach because Zach's like a, he's a musician as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the three things, right, in your business. The first one is messaging. This is the formula that we've got. First one is your messaging, right? And then plus the frequency of which people see that message. And then you times that by the offer, right? Those are the three things. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put this in brackets here and you'll see why in a minute. Now, let's, let's play around and I'm going to talk about this in a, in, in a second. But let's say, for example, your messaging, let's just say it's like a 5 out of 10, right? And your frequency is like a 6 out of 10. Let's say you send out an email every two days, and people just see your messaging frequently, but your offer, let's say your offer is like a two, right? What you end up with is you have five plus six times two. So five plus six, that's 11 times two. So you get, you get a score of 22, all right? Now, the offer is incredibly important here. So let's say, for example, you have the same messaging, you have the same frequency, but your offer is an eight out of 10. Well, it changes the equation completely because then it turns into 88, so if you were making $22,000 a month before, keeping everything else the same, but you improved your offer, you'd end up with about $88,000. You've like trip, quadrupled your income just by improving your offer and changing absolutely nothing else in your business, right? And you two would both agree with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I agree with this 100%. Yeah, it's the number one leverage point in any business, right, is the offer. Like a lot of times there's there's times where you can figure figure out a way to like reconfigure the components of the offer and triple or quadruple the price. So if you can do that, like, of course, that's going to change the whole business massively. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a look at manipulating these numbers. Okay. So let's say, for example, there's a business out there that has, because five out of 10 messaging is five out of 10 copy, right? 
your copywriter is doing a five out of 10 job. Let's say, for example, a lot of people would focus on the messaging. So let's say, for example, you turn that into an eight. You hire like John Carlton. John Carlton will probably be a 10. But let's say, you, you know, John Carlton trainee, eight out of 10. And then the frequency is you like hit them up all the time. You Gary Vanderchuck them, right? And you get a nine out of 10. And you're just seen everywhere all the time. But you have a shit offer and your offer is a two. Still, the results aren't that great. So you have eight plus nine, that's uh, 17, right? Yeah, that's 17 times two. You've got yourself 34. You're still making less money than the person with worse copy, worse frequency, but he has got a knockout offer of eight out of 10. You know, this person is still making a lot more money. So the levers that you pull here are important. So if you actually go into a business initially, the first thing that you need to look at, and this is the first thing that Alex Hormozzi looks at with acquisition.com is the offer. Like what is, what is the offer they're getting? But if you can increase the message, increase the frequency, you've got this linear approach to the business. But if you increase the offer, you've got this non-linear exponential thing. So what we try and do, so what we've been trying to do with, with the businesses that we've got, because we've been trying to hit like, let's say a seven out of 10 copy, been trying to hit about an eight out of 10 frequency. And then we'd been trying to hit like an eight or a nine out of 10 for the offer. So I'd say the offer is an eight out of 10, simply because the offer could be improved by, if you were to charge people money after they achieved a specific result, that would probably be a 10 out of 10 offer, right? So what you've got here, and this is really going to challenge my maths, but you've got, you've got seven plus eight, which is 15. And then calculator, seven plus eight equals 15 times eight. Go yourself 120. That's a really good score. So that's really what you aim for. But the thing is, okay, so these are the levers that you can pull. These are the things that you can improve in your business in order to get better messaging. But how do you do that, right? How do you, how do you actually come up with these scores in the business? And so that's what I've been thinking about today. And what I came up with was something that I think is basically breaking down each thing. So when you look at the messaging, so we look at the message, right? The message consists of three things, as you, as you taught me, Frankie, right? The three eyes. You have intrigue. So this is kind of like your pattern interrupt. This is the thing that intrigues people to click. This is the thing that generates curiosity. So if you're running ads, how much intrigue you can put into that ad is indicative of how how what the click-through rate is going to be, how you get people to actually then to start to consume the message, correct? If you have an email, what's that initial intrigue that's going to get them to pay attention? And so the next part is the insight. And this is what we were talking about just before this episode, Linus. It's like, what's the insight? How do you deliver that epiphany? How do you deliver that aha moment? Now that you've now that you've gotten their attention, what insight are you going to give them that's going to make them be like, oh, this is, this is what I can achieve and whatever, right? And then the last one is you have influence. Oops, influence, right? And this is basically the call to action. How do you influence them to go ahead and take, take the next action? So what you can do is you can break each one of these down, is you can break the intrigue down. Let's say you have your ads, you have emails, you know, you have blog posts, you have social media posts, you have, all, you have all those kind of things, right? So what is the intrigue? So how do you measure these things? So you have to have metrics to then measure them. And so what I thought about is say, let's say in the last 12 months, what is your average? And your average is going to be a five out of 10. And then what's your best? 
your best will be an eight out of 10 because you could always improve on that or whatever. And then so you can actually measure it and see, right, what was my click-through rate? What was the intrigue of my ads? And then you can actually come up with a score and then change those levers, all right? Now for insights, how do you deliver insight? Well, that's through things like emails as well. That's why I love email so much because it can deliver on all three of these things. You have emails, you have VSLs, you have webinars, that kind of stuff, right? That's how you deliver the insight. So you get intrigue. And inside of a VSL, you need intrigue inside an influence as well, but from a high-level kind of business thing. So then you say, right, how, how do you measure the insight in your emails? How do you actually measure the insight in your VSL? And so then it becomes, so when you look at earnings, right? So you look at all the different earnings. So your earnings per click may be one that you look at or earnings per lead or just general like conversion rates or earnings per call kind of thing. Like how would you how would you measure that insight? Like how would you actually make that lever? And then the influence is, is essentially, it'll be like on a cost per view basis. So how do you get people to view your offer, right? Because that's, that's what this part is. Because the messaging gets people to go and view the offer, right? So I've been trying to think about what you could do in order to measure these things. So I don't know what your thoughts on this is. Yeah, so uh, just just to start off, like the the three eyes, right? The the III framework is it's fractal, and that's what makes it so cool. Is that it's fractal, meaning that it looks in in the microcosm on the micro on the macrocosm, it looks identical. So even in your intrigue, there should still be insight and influence. Like for example, if you look at your headline, it should be hitting all three of these. You know, you, you should have a pattern interrupt. You should be delivering some sort, some sort of insight. You should be delivering some, some form of influence. So on every level of your messaging, it's fractal. It, it really works all the way down. So, so it's, it's not only a way to think about you know, the specific message, but even the message within the message you know, and the message within that one. It's kind of like those Russian dolls, you know, like you keep opening it up and there's a smaller one, right? So, so it's, it's fractal in nature. So you should, you should be able to apply this to every single thing that you're doing. And that's what makes it really cool is that every single part of your business, you can apply this framework and see if you're delivering intrigue. Now, intrigue, if we want to break it down step by step, is like intrigue could take the form of, of a million things, right? Like it could be a pattern interrupt. And well, that's essentially what it is, is a pattern interrupt. But most people think that pattern interrupts have one way of being communicated where it's like it has to be in your face. But sometimes a pattern interrupt could just be appearing valuable. Like there's been headlines that have been tested with, you know, like the David Ogilvy ads that you should like the, the, the stuff that you would show me, Peter. Remember that stuff that you'd show me with the with the ads you'd created that looked like David Ogilvy ads and stuff like that. That was intrigue, right? Yeah. Like that's a pattern interrupt because in a world of like everybody coming on and just of just you know coming on and shouting at you, this kind of takes a step back and it's like, oh my God, like what is this? So it creates intrigue and insight. The way that I would kind of think about this is just like braingasms. Are you creating insights? Are you creating transformation in the way that they're thinking? So me and Linus have sat down and talked about what insights look like a million times, but the, the thing that we really came down to is like a paradigm shift. Like that's the way that we think about these things. Like before they read your message, they were sitting in one paradigm and now once they've read it, they're sitting in another. And that's what true insight is. It's like suddenly your whole world shifts and suddenly everything makes more sense through this new mental model that they've drawn off of themselves. So throughout all of your marketing, you should be looking at how are you creating a mental model for your customer to look the, the, the world at through this new lens. That's the way that I think about insight, right? And that can be delivered through metaphors, through story, through you know analogies, through case studies, through all kinds of different things, right? So that's the way that I like to think about it. It's how are we delivering a new insight? It, a good book if you want to read about how insights and braingasms truly work. It's, it was this book by, uh, what was his name, Jamie Smart? Was that it, Linus? 
It depends which book you're talking about, but maybe. Uh, I forget what it was called. I'm going to have to think about this one. But yeah, so there's, there's this really good book that I forget the name of. <laughs> Hold on, let me try to find it. But while I'm talking, so in this book, which I'm, I'm going to research this while I'm talking. So there's this, they kind of lay out what a paradigm shift really is, right? So like if you look at in the in before modern medicine, right? Like before germ theory, medicine was a specific way, right? Like if you look at before medicine had germ theory to work off of, you know, doctors would go and handle a cadaver. They'd be working with a corpse and then they'd go straight to delivering a baby, like without washing their hands because they had no idea what germs are, right? They have no idea, like they have no conception of that. Like to us in the modern world, that doesn't make any sense, but in their heads, and it's called Clarity, by the way, Jamie Smart Clarity, the the, the, the book is called Clarity. Yeah, and it, if you're doing any sort of marketing, any sort of anything really, it's, it's really important for you to read this book because it really lays out like how these insights, and these paradigm shifts happen. So like I was saying, like before germ theory take, t- took hold, they were, they were not working with, you know, w- w- with any kind of cleanliness, any kind of hygiene. And then as soon as germ theory gets introduced, right, that was a complete paradigm shift in medicine, right? Everything changes. Now suddenly they're washing their hands, they're scrubbing up, they know where sickness is coming from, they know how people are getting sick. Everything changes under this new paradigm shift with this one little new theory that comes up. So you and your businesses need to, cut in, in, in your messaging, in your marketing, in your business, whatever, you need to be coming up with germ theories, right? You need to be coming up with, with stuff that paradigm shifts the whole conversation. And the reason that this is so powerful, it's twofold. Number one, it's, it's like a braingasm for your potential customer. It's like, oh my God, I never thought about it this way. But now, not only that, but now because you've introduced them to this new lens to look at the world, you have, you have a monopoly on that vision. You have a monopoly on the new way that they look at the world. So now if they wanna to continue to look through that lens, which they, if, if you've done a good enough job in the inside part, that they can never go back, now you have a monopoly on that vision, on that view of the world, on that paradigm shift. So if they wanna keep getting more of that, it's only through you that they can get this. And the best authors, the best coaches, the best business people, they do this naturally. And you should try to orchestrate this in your business. So that kind of covers insight. I don't want to draw, draw, draw on too long. I know Peter wants to get through this, this formula. But then in terms of influence, I mean, that's stuff like call to actions. That's stuff like persuasive language. That's anything that's taking place that's trying to influence and trying to push them towards taking a step in your direction. So that could be anything that's trying to get them to move towards you into your sphere of influence. So that's the microcosm, the macrocosm of, of that framework, which I think can be applied everywhere, basically. And I think you should be, yeah. So really what you're talking about, what we're talking about is when we look at this formula of the message plus frequency times offer, right? If we look at this formula, this is applied to every single piece that your customer sees. So everything your customer sees. So if you have an ad, you have to be like, right, how does this ad perform on all of these three items? Exactly. How does the ad, does it increase the frequency with which people see your offer? Does the messaging influence them in a way that they look at your offer favorably? Exactly. And it's funny because we're, we're creating a paradigm shift in this video. Right. Like once you, like if we've done a good enough job of convincing you of this, suddenly your lens of business changes, right? Like we're kind of doing it in this, in this very video. Like we're doing all of this stuff without even realizing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so really, I mean, the aim of this episode, what I wanted to do is I wanted to look at the three things that you can improve in order to maybe double or triple or quadruple the size of your business. And the messaging, you know, really thinking about stuff and, and being able to break them down so that you can analyze what you're doing and to see if it fits the formula, if it is intriguing, if it is giving insight and if it is influencing people. But really, how do you increase 
messaging? How do you increase frequency? How do you improve the offer? And so those are the three leaders. And so, Frank, you've just been talking about, okay, so how exactly do you improve the messaging? How do you improve this section? Yeah, that's just one part. Yeah, through intrigue, through insight, and through influence. And so what I was getting at here at this section was kind of like the wrong thing because I was like, right, so the ads are kind of intrigue. Emails can be intrigue. But really, all of them require some element of all of these things. So they need to increase frequency. It needs to increase the effectiveness of the messaging. And it needs to get people to see the offer. Because the offer really is something by itself. You know, It's kind of, kind of like separate from the messaging and the frequency. But in reality, I think, as we can all agree, that the easiest thing to increase, for sure, for me, the easiest way to double the size of any business is to increase frequency. So the messaging, so what you just discussed, Frankie, so that takes a pro like you, you know, to come in and be like, right, how do you actually improve the copy of the messaging and how people do everything? But the frequency is really easy. And we recently did this in our business. And all we did was, okay, so we email people once a day. So email once per day, right? Daily email, also known as daily memo. So we email people daily with a brand new message that has all of these things. So that's the one, that's, that's the first part, right? But what we did is we then sent the same email 12 hours later to people who haven't opened it yet. And that increased the frequency of people seeing our message by 27%. And that'll directly increase sales by 27%. So just like that, we've increased the business 27% by simply... <laughs> manipulating this one little lever in here. So Nidus has got back to me and he's looked at the average result in the last seven days. And it's a 27% increase in how many people see our messaging, which then leads to our offer. So our frequency has increased just like that without any additional work. Pretty cool, huh? I, I would want to say that there's a definite order that you need to fix these things in. Yeah. And frequency would be the last one. Mm. Like you get your offer dialed in first. Like, okay, so let's take a look at how important the offer is. And the way you can do that is just to max out the question of what's a bad offer and what's a good offer. Like if, you're, if your offer is you're, you're sending out these emails and you're running these ads and you're saying, you know, for only $27, I will come to your house and I will stab you in the leg and take a shit in your mailbox. Sold. Like... <laughs> That sounds like, I mean, people would, pay, people would pay more than 27 for that. There's some they people. might. Okay, so what, whatever your fucking worst case scenario is that yeah. you don't want to happen, like nobody's going to say yes. Yeah. So now improving the messaging and increasing the frequency will actually hurt you more than help you because you're trying to sell something that people doesn't want, don't want to buy. Yeah, for So sure. you always have to start with what does the customer want and how can I deliver it to them without – with as little as little risk as possible. So you always got to start with the offer. If, if the, the offer is the, actually the product is ultimately the foundation of your business. Yeah. Like you, you can't have a good offer without actually delivering something valuable in the end. I'll tell you what, why don't we walk through, walk people through what we're doing for the pattern trader and show exactly how this process works inside of there. Okay. Sure. First, I, I would like to just give a metaphor here, if, if I may. Yeah. Uh, which I think might be, which I think might be good, right? So, like, offer and product, in my opinion, are kind of wrapped in together, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I think you can't have one without the other. So, I think offer and product are interchangeable. Yeah, for sure. But the way that I would think about it 
is like if you make a good offer. Let's say I come, let's say I go up to a random person, right, and I have a Ferrari, a brand new Ferrari, a four fifty eight, whatever, of the year, and I go up to him and I say, hey, I got this brand new Ferrari for you. I only got, I, I only need ten grand, mm. and you can walk away with this Ferrari. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, a person's going to go find ten grand if they don't have it. No, no, that's not what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen? What? The person's going to be like, this is a fucking scam. This person's trying to do something to me. This per- <laughs> like that would be my reaction. Okay, well, yeah. So there's no trust. There's no trust. Exactly. Exactly. So like, you got to think of it like this: your offer is the Ferrari at a ten thousand dollar price tag. At the end of the day, like the offer is a Ferrari at $10,000. You could have the best offer in the world. But if I come to you and I say, hey, like my messaging is all off. I come up to you in the street and I say, hey, you know what? Why don't I give you this Ferrari for $10,000? You're going to think I'm crazy. You're going to think it's a scam. You're going to think I'm going to kill you. You're going to think some, something's wrong, right? He stole his car. It's not a, something, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna find a way to, to kind of reinterpret it, right? But now let's say my messaging is on point, right? Like let's say I tell you, hey, the reason I can get this car for this price is because I know somebody in uh, in Lebanon that can get a great deal and pa 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 and pa pa pa. I can I can kind of talk you through it. My messaging is on point, right? So there's intrigue, there's in, there's insight, and there's influence into why I have this car for ten thousand dollars. And then not only that, but now you're getting to know me through frequency. So every day you get to know me. I get to tell you a little bit about this car. I get to tell you about my process. I get to tell you how I, how I get to this car. Now let's say I come back to you in two weeks, and you know about my process. You know about the paradigm shift. You know why I got this car for this much. You know how I can offer it to you for this much. You know the car is legit. You know everything's good. Are you going to take the car? Yes. Yeah. So that's the way that I like to think about it, right? You, you can have a Ferrari and you can have a great offer, but if your messaging is off, nobody's going to take it. You haven't built any trust there. Yeah. I don't know how to take you on your word. And if I don't know you well enough, if you're not showing up in my life frequently enough, I don't know you enough. Yeah. So think about those parts as like, that's, that's the way that frequency and offer work in my head. But I'll, I'll let you guys go through. I just wanted to get that metaphor off before I forgot. <laughs> No, no. I mean, it's totally true. So let's take uh, the patent trader, for example, right? So let's have a look at the elite offer. So we have a product called the elite, right? Now, the elite product is, right, they get, uh, so let's, I'm not going to explain the entire uh, program to them, but basically, you get a daily method of making money in the markets, daily method money, okay? So basically, an email goes out every day, plus you get to be on live with this trading guru every single day. And he's going to help you to make money in the markets, okay? That's the basic premise behind the elite program. And so then what we do is we say to them that we're going to guarantee that you make 100 grand a year. If you follow all the methods, we're going to guarantee that you make 100 grand a year in your retirement. And we'll tell you exactly on what month this is going to happen because that's how consistent the results are. You're going to make that. We guarantee that. If not, we're going to refund you the fee of the program. You go, okay, well, that's a pretty good offer refund, right? But not only that, if we don't reach this, we won't only refund you the program, we're going to send you a check for $25,000. And we're going to send you that check to fund your trading account. So this is the offer. You're going to make money in the markets, you're going to make 100 grand a year. If not, you get a refund plus we'll, we'll cut you a check for 25k. If you follow all the instructions inside of, inside of the program, right? That is a grand slam offer. But if someone looks at this and goes, okay, just like you said, Frankie, well, there's no trust. Well, you don't know who this person is. I'm just describing this on this video right now. If you're watching this video, you go, wow, that sounds like a good offer, but I don't know anything about this. This sounds crazy. There's got to be a scam somewhere, right? And that's where your messaging comes in. So what we want to do with the ads, so we want to get people, we want to get an audience through ads or whatever it is. We want to get an audience 
to see this offer, right? And to get this offer. But how do you prep them before they see that so that they can take that next step? So here's what we do. So we go out to the audience. We have an ad that goes to a four-day live event. And we put in more effort than most people do in this section, right? This helps us with the messaging and the intrigue. So there's a four-day live event saying, hey, you know what? Trade with me live for four days. No risk to you. You can, see, you, you can get to know the person and you get to see whether they're full of shit or not, right? Very difficult on a four-day live event for someone to be like, right, Tesla is going to drop in the markets or the S&P 500 is going to drop. Four days later, you're like, mm, didn't drop, dude. What's going on here, right? Like, this is how you rapidly we build trust in, 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 that, in that person, in that business, right? But the problem is, how do you get people to turn up to this thing? That's, that's a whole nother podcast, basically. But So we have the four-day live event to build that trust. Now, a lot of people don't turn up to this. Literally 80% of people don't turn up to this. Webinar, registration, webinar attendance these days is awful, but it doesn't matter. Why? Because what we do is those same people, we then say that, send them a daily email, and the daily email is literally designed by Frankie to have intrigue, insight, influence every single day, new angle, something different. We hit them every single day with that. Then the daily email gets turned into a social media post. It gets turned into, we've got Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. That turns into posts into all of those. Then what else we have is we have the stuff from the four-day live event Right, so every single day, Mark actually gets on live with stuff, and we turn them into YouTube clips. And there's about four clips a week, five clips a week. So now we've increased the frequency of which people see our messaging so that we can take them back to this offer. So now, what headspace are they in when they see this offer? When they go, oh my God, hold on a minute. So I know that you're legit. I now trust you. Now there's this crazy offer how do I get on board with that, right? Now, because of the value of this offer, because it's a, it's, it's a one-year or a five-year program that they get for it, we can charge $24,000 for that. So that's how we create that high-ticket program. And really, in the past, we used to charge about 7.5K for the, for the highest end of the program. We've actually increased that now to 24. We've increased it over time as the offer has gotten better, as we've gotten better at communicating it, as we've change the messaging and change the frequency with which we deliver that message so that they can see this offer in a very, very specific light. And that's really the secret behind this million dollar business is, is the formula of how do we get good messaging? How do we get them to see that messaging frequency frequently on all sorts of channels? And then all about this section right here of getting them to trust us before then showing them an absolute grand slam, no-brainer offer once that trust has been built. I think this is like a masterclass in marketing right here. This is basically everything people need to know. <laughs> do, you, do you remember maybe like um, three years ago, we were sitting in a coffee shop and you were saying like, how could we possibly sell something for 10K? Because we're already giving them everything at 5K. So how could, we, how could we possibly ever have a more higher ticket offer? Yeah. And now we have lots more high ticket offers. I know, dude. I know. Yeah. And, um, and the thing is, when you start selling stuff for high ticket, and by the way, this product used to be $680 a year. <laughs> when I first started this business, it was $680 a year. 
And so how do you sell something you used to sell for six hundred and eighty dollars for twenty four thousand <laughs> and a couple of things happen when you start increasing your prices like this when you have a good offer, and one of them is you can just provide a better service. You can just put so much more effort into the actual customer service, and so the result they get is 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 better. And once you've convinced someone that you can solve their problem and you actually solve their problem, they're willing to pay a lot of money for it, like a lot. You gave an example the other day, Linus, with Marnie. It's like people would buy a Ferrari in order just to get laid, you know. So people would pay a lot of money in order to solve a problem that they perceive as big in their lives. I love it. I love it. And and, and you know what's crazy is that like it's like I was saying before, right, like everything – Everything is fractal. So you can, you can apply that same messaging formula on the offer itself. Because like, if you think about it, like an offer should have intrigue in it. Like the reason like – you, you said you need to build up trust. I'm only going to disagree with you on one point. That you said you need to build up trust before you show them the offer. And the truth of it is is that they can see the offer before you show them the messaging because your offer should draw them in because that's intrigue, right? If you have a good enough fucking offer – it's going to it's it's going to intrigue them. It's going to be like, "Wait a minute, what the f- what is this? Like this guy's willing to pay me to take this course or, you know, like, you know, it, it's like if I come up to you and say, you know, there's a Ferrari for 10k. That's intrigue in of itself. You know, there's a Ferrari for 10k, like how does that work? You know, there's intrigue built into it. So everything is fractal. Not only that, but like your offer itself should have insight built in. It should have influence built in. Like your offer itself should be delivering some form of insight. Like the reason like for example, in the offer of of the elite program, the reason you haven't been successful is because you haven't had a mentor to guide you through every day and teach you and take you by the hand. There's insight built into the offer if you realize. Like there's a paradigm shift happening within that offer. There's influence happening within that offer. So everything is fractal. You can go in and out and still have the same principles working throughout, which is why why I think it's so good because it, it works on every single level. So if if you if you're listening to this and you're thinking about how to apply this stuff, just break down every single part of your business and try to see like if you're following these tenants, like what kind of intrigue am I, am I getting here? Am I really being interesting? Am I, am I really interrupting their day where they're saying, wait a minute, what the fuck is this? Like you got to think of like if I would come up to you and say, hey, like I got a Ferrari for 10K. Okay, that's intrigue. Are you on that level? Are you on that level of intrigue? You know, are you on the level of delivering insight to your customers? If you're just another me too where you're not d- delivering a paradigm shift, where you don't have any good insight, your business is doomed to fail, right? It's doomed to fucking fail. And if you're not being influential and you're not drawing them into your sphere of influence with every email, with every ad, with every offer that you make, where you're pulling them into this sphere where the closer they get to you, the further it, you, you become part of their comfort zone. Yeah. You know, in, in reality, actually, what you just said is so true about it being fractal. In fact, the entire formula we showed is fractal. Because the offer itself is fractal. So let's think about this for a minute. So we have an ad that's out there that says, hey, join me for a free four-day live event. That's an insanely good offer. Other people are doing that and charging $1,000 for it. This is 100% free. And you get to see this millionaire trader for four days doing his thing, right, for free. And so that is an irresistible offer. It's like, wow, how crazy. The only reason people don't sign up to it, why, right? Because I haven't seen it enough. The timing's off. Actually, it's timing and trust. Those are the only two things. It's just not the right time for me to sign up. Or, well, this looks like bollocks, and then they just click off, right? But the second part where they don't trust it, that gets overcome. If they see that ad over and over and over and over and over again, 
then they'll get that. So that part, the first part, is actually messaging plus frequency times the offer. It's an irresistible offer in order to then see the next part of our messaging. Messaging, frequency, offer. That's exactly it, yeah. And another thing that I would say to timing, I don't, I don't ever think there's a bad time. So like there, there's, <laughs> there's this old pickup thing that I – because I, I used to be part of the whole pickup world, like the whole you know pickup and dating thing. I used to read all these books. I used to be this really weird creep. I hope my girlfriend doesn't watch this, but she already knows I'm a creep, but – you know, I don't, I don't want to give her more reason to think so, but that's a real intro into this story. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and so like there was this old thing that I, I don't remember who the hell said it, but it was so brilliant. Like, so he would talk, he, he was talking about like, you know, if a girl rejects you, like, for example, let's say you ask a girl out on a date and she says, Oh, like I can't on Friday. I'm busy. It's not because she's busy on Friday because you got to think of it this way. If Leonardo DiCaprio called her and said, Hey, are you busy on Friday? She would miss her mother's funeral to go on that date with Leonardo DiCaprio. There's no such thing as a bad time if that offer is good enough, right? If, if Leonardo DiCaprio were to ask you on a date, there's no way in hell you're not. You're going to cancel whatever fucking plan you have and go on this date with Leonardo DiCaprio. So like, yeah, yeah timing sure, sure, sure it plays a part. But you got to be thinking like, and this is key in sales is like, if somebody's telling you that, you know, it's not the right time or they don't have the right money, like they don't have the money. It's because you, you didn't convince them enough that you're Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, and that's a headline in of itself. Yeah. I mean, I think timing plays a bigger part in it than that, because let's just say, for example, I'm going to train, I'm not going to buy a $10,000 ticket for something. I'm going to be like, well, you know, I just, I just like, I'm going to train. I just can't be bothered to get my credit card out and sit there and put it in no matter how good it is. What's the other thing? So I was on the phone with someone. I bought a $10,000 program last year with the guys at Peaceful Profits. So I was on the phone with the guy and the guy's like, and I was already convinced I wanted to buy before the sales call, right? It was really annoying because this guy's like going through all the questions and I could see it was a formula and he, he was trying to get me emotionally invested. And I said to him, look, I, already, I have a business that's, you know, on and off doing like $100,000 a month. You know, I'm willing to pay up to 25K for the program. And he was like trying his best best to try and convince me to spend $10,000. And that's already half of what I was planning on spending. So I was quite happy to pay the money. But I hate filling out the credit card form. So he's trying to get me to fill out the credit card form. And I'm saying, no, send me the link. I'll send it to Neilis. He'll do it. Right. And I was like, it'll be done in like five minutes. I said, but I'm not, I said, I'm not putting my credit card details in right now while you're on the phone. And so the timing just wasn't right. I wasn't going to do it right there and then, no matter what this guy said, no matter how good the offer was, I just didn't want to do it, right? So the timing was off, but the timing was going to be okay in five minutes time for someone else to do it. Another example is if I am on an airplane, the plane's about to take off. Well, I can't buy it because the plane's about to take off. I've got to switch off my internet. That's a timing issue. Like there's actual constraints to timing. But if you show up every single day, you're going to hit them at a time when they're in front of their computer or on a device where their credit card details are already saved or something where the timers just go, okay, now it's right. Now I'm willing to buy. No matter how good your offer is, the timing has to be correct. Yeah. I mean, the, I, think we're, I think we're talking about two different things. You're talking about actual logistics <laughs> yeah. and I'm talking about like it as an excuse, you know, <laughs> like if there's actual logistical issues, I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do, but yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you on that one hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, Frequency, definitely, the, the, the frequency part of this formula, sure, it's about catching them at the right time, but in my opinion, what's more important is that you're showing up every day because there's nothing more trustworthy 
than somebody that's showing up and taking the time and delivering that insight, delivering that influence and delivering that intrigue every single day. It's like, okay, this guy has something to say every freaking day. Like there's, there's trust built into it. So the frequency on, I, I think is more important because like in a world where there's a million fucking distractions every minute of every day, everybody could go on their phone. It's like, how do you cut through that noise? It's, it's just a matter of just showing up more, you know, why is Gary Vaynerchuk on everybody's feeds? Because he delivers a crazy amount of content every day. Like you have no choice, but to consume it because he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Like you have no choice, but to go and consume this man's co- like content. You really have no choice. Cause just cause he, he, the amount of frequency that he puts out, it's like, you have no choice. Either you're going to, either you're going to block him on everything, which most people won't do, or you're just, you're going to be in a sphere of influence. Like I, to be quite frank with you, I don't, I don't like Gary Vee that much, but I've probably watched three of his videos this week. I don't even know how the fuck I did it. <laughs> like I'm not following him anymore, but just because of the fact that either somebody's reposting him or I'm seeing him on my, st- like the frequency at which I'm seeing his message, no matter what, I'm absorbing his information, right? I'm absorbing that, that influence. So it, whether I like it or not, I'm being influenced by Gary Vee. Gary Vee, if you watch this one day, Please stop. <laughs> He's so cool, man. I, I, I like him, but... He's super nice. He's actually like a really nice guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. I love Gary Vee. I don't know what people have against him. I think his shit is awesome and everybody should go watch his videos. Yeah, the, the, only, the only reason I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of his message is just because I feel like sometimes he could be a bit too like, oh, but I, I get why he's doing it. So I appreciate it. <laughs> like the, the thing everybody rags on Gary Vee for is that he's always talking about hustling. But if you actually watch his video, he doesn't talk about hustling that much. It was like w- the one video from 2008 that everybody still is on him for. But really, mostly he talks about like gratitude and stuff like that. So Yeah, that's true. Someone prank called him. Uh, did you see that? No. No, but I'm sure I will in a couple of days. Someone prank called him a few years ago. They got to the hotel and they got through to him at like three in the morning. Uh-huh. And they said, I, I'm Tom, my name is Tom Crush and my friends keep wanting me to crush it. And I keep telling them that stop labeling me in this. Like, and they just completely pranked him. And he knew it was a prank call, but he was so nice on the phone still. He goes, dude, Tom Crush is an awesome name <laughs> <laughs> and whatever. But this, this guy recorded it. And then Gary, Gary V was like, geez, man, thank, thank God I was nice. <laughs> <laughs> on that call um but uh yeah he's just like he just seems like genuinely like a nice guy you know just like an awesome yeah, lovely guy for sure but i've I've never bought any of his products you know i've never bought anything that he sells he doesn't have any products he runs a hundred million dollar agency <laughs> yeah well i i'm i i didn't even know about it until like last week right and i've known about him for about six years mm. <laughs> but yeah, so also he does spend about $200,000 a month, I heard, on, uh, on content creators and, and, and all sorts of things in order to make sure that he's everywhere all the time. I mean, someone has to follow him and video every single conversation he has, for, for example, you know? Yeah, but he, st- he started like in a basement room with a fucking uh, yeah. whatever those old video cameras were called. Yeah, but listen, so that, I mean, that's so intimidating though to think, okay, Gary V and, and Grant Cardone just like, everywhere all the time, constant content and whatever, really just start with one email a day, you know, and that's, and that's what we've done. Frankie writes an email every day and the email is like literally a brand new angle using a framework 
from start to finish. And that email can be turned into a social media post and it can even be to- turned into a YouTube video. Like, cause it's just, it's just a story. It's a, it gives you intrigue, gives you a pattern interrupt. It gives you a story. And then sometimes it's a case study in there and then you can just, you know, just go through that. The consistency, the consistency alone of just showing up every day, that alone helps with building trust. Yeah. Right. So actually I would, I would say it's more about the consistency than the frequency. Cause it, if they keep, seeing you show up every day over time, then that means you're committed mm. to, to doing what you're doing, right? So even if you're only able to send out two emails a week, but you can send out two emails a week consistently for the next five years, that's better than trying to do daily just and then burning out, right? So uh, I would say yeah. consistency is the... But honestly, everybody should be able to do a daily email. Like It's not, it's not rocket science, man. I don't know. I feel like it is the way that Frankie just described the, the three eyes, the intrigue inside. Like it takes experience, you know. Like to do it well, I, yeah. I would, I would say write in an effective daily email. I'd say that's tough, because other people would burn out their list and whatever. Frank Kern, man, he writes about four emails a day, <laughs> but but they annoy the crap out of me. <laughs> um, and they're all about a deadline. Have you seen this deadline? Deadline. Have you seen this? Expires tonight. Last year. <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> Bad news. Yeah. Open up. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Love Frank Kern. I just hate his emails. <laughs> so keeping things simple and just saying that you got three levers that you can pull on your business. Messaging, frequency, and with the frequency, really, if you break that down, consistency would be a subsection in that. Whatever you do frequently, do it consistently and frequently. And then the offer. But I, I would always start with the offer for sure. If you give people an offer, they just, they just can't say no to. It's like insane. Because think about it. What, what do you want out of trading the financial markets? Well, I want to retire. Okay, well, we're going to guarantee that you make 100 grand a year in your retirement. And if we don't, we'll send you a check for 25K. And you don't, and plus you don't pay anything for the program. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> how can you say no to that? You could only say no to that so many times. In fact, everyone that looks at that goes, ooh, yeah, I really want that. But like, I'm just, just not ready yet to make that commitment for whatever reason. And it's, but to every time you show up in front of them with that offer, they go, ooh, I want that. There's a, there's a chance that they'll take it. Let's say a 1% chance. So if you show up 100 times, 100% chance you're going to get them. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, man. All right, should we end it there? That was a good session. Yeah, this was a master class in marketing. Hey, thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, then you should do two things. One, subscribe as a regular listener. And then the second one, if you want to be really smart and actually make some money from this, go to memomen.com and get our daily memo sent to your inbox. It's absolutely free and you can simply swipe those 325 words and use them in your own business. I'll see you on the inside.